talking truth about self-improvement as it relates to health, overall wellness, and expressing the truest version of you. This is Marta Morotic with Something Honest. Getting honest about what needs to change sounds like a simple thing, but for so many of us, it can be such a complex process. There's no way for me to know exactly what you might be facing. And it's easy for me to say that the time for change is now. But I do want you to know that my words are only meant as encouragement. Truth can be a little touchy, but it's never meant to be insensitive. It's only meant to be a wake-up call. I know that's what I needed. And if that's what you're looking for, you're in the right place. Hey everybody, this is Marta with some practice tips for truth. Some information to help you know when and why to practice and a simple method for identifying triggers that point to the need for a starting ritual. If you haven't listened to the Truth Talking Points episode yet, you might wanna go back for an introduction to the truth principle. If you're ready to dive in, I hope you'll stick around until the end for my answer to the challenge question and some ideas for how you can play along on social media platforms to win our new Principal Intentions card deck and guide. This is all prepped for our Truth Challenge episode where we'll put everything that we've been working on together in a guided practice and meditation. We'll start here with some indications for this particular practice and then we'll talk briefly about the benefits of putting a method in place to remind yourself that you need to do it. This first part of the process is to recognize the feelings that point to an immediate need for practice so that you can start using them as reminders to change your state. Some of the most common indications or feelings that come up include instability, confusion, insecurity, and powerlessness. In other words, anything that brings up that usually kind of nervous feeling that leads to feeling like you're out of control. I believe that's actually your body, your nervous system, begging you to do something right now to change your state. But what if you're having a hard time even recognizing the physical warning signs? That leads to understanding what people usually call denial, even though it can come in many forms. We talked about denial and the tendency to turn reasons into excuses in the Talking Points episode. Sometimes denial comes well disguised and often unnoticed when it's found in a form of apathy. It's extremely difficult to start turning things around if you're having a hard time admitting or even recognizing the real problem. Sometimes though, it comes with the best intentions in the form of extremely sound and obvious reasons for why we feel the way we do. And while I do firmly believe that we need to honor our feelings and allow ourselves to feel them for as long as we need to, at some point when we're serious about making a change, it doesn't really matter how good the reasons are. It's actually very common for us to get stuck reliving and even exacerbating pain that comes from past events, which leads to talking about excessive thoughts of past or future. I think this is something that almost everyone needs to work on. Most of us spend an exorbitant amount of time mentally rehashing past events or rehearsing for the future. And whenever that's happening, you're not really here, not really experiencing this. 
Breaking unhealthy patterns gets easier if you can find a reliable method for being present. And I would say all that kind of boils down to appreciating what's happening right now. Truth asks us to accept the moment as it is, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not even close to perfect, and to find something good about it. Once we can recognize those seemingly negative, sometimes truly painful experiences as opportunities to learn or an opportunity to make room for something to grow, we can start looking at them from a different point of view and start appreciating right now for what it is. That's most difficult when you're in the middle of something that's still tender or emotions that are raw, but it says I can be here with this and see it from a higher viewpoint. Moving to higher ground lets you see things as they are. And that's just one of the many benefits. A few more benefits of grounding practice include feelings of stability, security, and support. And I would say it's important to know that those feelings don't come from someone else. They come from inside you. This is especially important for people who are working on codependency, but it applies to everyone to some extent. Enhanced situational awareness is another benefit that means you'll have a clear view of your environment and everything that's happening around you. And again, that you can see it for what it is right now without excessive thinking or judgment. It also creates a physical anchor point in the present moment. When you're physically grounded, you've got a much better chance of keeping your mind from wandering to the past or future. And as I already mentioned, that really is where most negative thinking occurs. That leads to opportunities for information seeking and growing wisdom. When the mind gets more quiet, it's easier to recognize the truth. If you're serious about creating a sustainable personal practice, I would highly recommend getting a notebook that you can use as a journal that's set aside specifically for the purpose of practicing this method. You can visit our podcast page at somethinghonest.com and just below the show notes we'll have specific instructions and links to a few of our favorite notebooks, but for now, anything will do. My only other bit of advice about that is right from the start, if you can decide that you're not going to be too picky about how this notebook is organized or how it looks, At least at the beginning, just put a simple title and date at the top of the first page and go straight to the next page when that one is full or the topic or exercise changes significantly. For example, if you're practicing standing with intention, we'll do that together in the next episode, write something like standing with intention or grounding practice and the date at the top of the page. And all you really have to do is take a few minutes to write something about your experience. It can be as many or as few words as you'd like. And if you don't have a notebook close by, you can always come back to write about it later in the day. This processing part is important, whether handwritten, that's my favorite, but it could be typed or even recorded as a memo on your phone. You can use these reflections to learn from your experiences. This is a good place for us to pause for a quick break. We'll be back in 60 seconds or less with starting triggers journaling exercise. Anybody in the Phoenix area looking for a place to practice? 
My favorite yoga studio in the whole world is back up and running. All the necessary precautions are being taken at True Hot Yoga so that you can feel good about staying healthy and taking some time for yourself. If you've never tried hot yoga before, for sure, it's a physical practice, but the mental and spiritual benefits are truly great. Check out all the details to sign up at truehotyoga.com. Something Honest is a Wellness Meetings production. Visit wellnessmeetings.com for more information about our method, more content for creating your own wellness practice, and links to all of our products, publications, and services. Check it out today and we'll send you the link to download a complimentary copy of our Wellness Principles Practice Planner that can be used to enhance your experience with all of the practice tips we share on this show and every method for personal practice that you'll find on wellnessmeetings.com. And we're back working together on identifying starting triggers and some preparation for creating a starting ritual. So here's an exercise that helps as a reminder for when you need to practice and helpful preparation for our meditation. At the top of a blank page, write triggers for starting rituals. Your first objective is to identify triggers, specific behaviors, situations, thought patterns, or emotions that commonly come to the surface of your attention. In other words, something that raises that red flag in your mind that says, you know, oh boy, here we go again. I'm about to go down that road that makes me feel however you don't want to feel or do whatever you don't want to do. And even better if you can get to the point where you just notice that you don't quite have the motivation that you need for something that you do want. We'll start to figure that out by taking a slow, deep breath. I'll explain more about how you might take that breath when we get to the meat of the practice episode. But for now, just a big breath. Breathe in and then let it out with a long, soft sigh. And just see if you can be still. Allowing the breath to move naturally. And opening yourself up to notice whatever automatically floats to the surface of your attention. You can do this anywhere at any time in your head, but if you don't have a pen and paper nearby, I recommend coming back to this and writing just a few words, maybe after a bullet point to acknowledge whatever comes up. Now, it's very important to mention that this is not an affirmation, not an emotional statement, just a statement of fact. The number one trigger for most everyone that I know is something like when I feel my mind or heart is racing. Maybe it's something more specific though, like whenever I hear this song or something seemingly very small, like when I lose my keys, or maybe it's more about a feeling. When I get nervous about whatever you get nervous about, when I get sad about whatever makes you sad, or a behavior when I want to something you want to stop doing or when I don't want to something that you do want or know that you should do or anything that feels like when I think about whatever you're thinking that starts the process of any downward spiral or leads to any unwanted state of mind or behavior. Now, those are just a few examples, but you probably get my drift. 
then you'll remind yourself that you aren't necessarily trying to erase any of these things. You're just trying to identify them and learn from them. You don't need to overexplain any of this. You already know what that thing is. You may only have one or two triggers that immediately come to mind, but that's okay because you're gonna leave the rest of this page and maybe the backside of this first page blank so that it can turn into an ongoing list. Then pick just one thing to start with. Maybe whatever came to your attention first. That's a good place to begin. And put a little star or maybe even a smiley face next to it. I know that sounds weird, but it's a happy thing. <laughs> we have a winner. We've got something to work on. At the top of the next page, I'd like you to write truth starting ritual. And on the first line, write when I and then add whatever you wrote for that one start or smiley item that you chose to work on from the previous page. Don't put a period at the end of the sentence, maybe a comma or dot, 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 and we'll come back to finish that statement after we establish the starting ritual. If you're following along in order, you've just written about what you'd like to work on, but if you're ever coming back to work on something that you wrote down during a previous episode or personal practice session, you'll want to take the time to look at what you wrote and think about why you wrote it for just a moment. If this is something that comes up for you on a regular basis, see if you can identify the last time it happened and how that felt. Can you think of anything that helps you recognize this particular thought process or behavior looming before it actually happens? How does it start? So make sure you've got truth starting ritual written at the top of the page in the journal. And just beneath that on the first line, you should have when I adding that one start or smiley item that you chose to work on from the starting trigger exercise. You'll have something like when I start doing or thinking about whatever it is that you don't want to do or think about, or when I want to do or think about something that you do want. Remember, it works both ways. And also just remember, you don't want a period at the end of this first sentence. Once you feel like you've got a handle on the trigger itself, you'll want to identify a starting ritual that reminds you to practice before that mental process or behavior takes over. And that's exactly what we're gonna do in the Truth Practice Challenge episode. We're just getting ready for that here today. Finally, I'd like to ask you to think of this as an experiment. There's really no way to do any of it wrong. I really do believe that it's most beneficial if you can start the process without any judgment or expectation and just see what happens. This brings us to this week's challenge question for truth. Do you think it's harder to hear the truth or to tell it? Remember, if you're looking for the deeper meaning of this principle, consider not just hearing it with your ears coming from someone else's mouth, but maybe whether or not it's hard to even recognize. And when you do hear it, how does it feel? If you think it's harder to tell it, go a little deeper than just saying something that's true and consider how it feels to actually express it. 
Is it hard to stay true to that internal guidance and actually live out what you believe in every part of your everyday life? My answer to that question has changed over the years, and sometimes it still changes (laughs) in a matter of hours or even minutes. Most of the time, though, I think for me, it's harder to hear it. Harder to hear it from someone else's mouth. I'm a people pleaser at heart, so it stings. But even more, I need those constant reminders to practice. It's easy for me to wander off mentally if I'm not being intentional. And that's why I feel so strongly about the work that we're doing together here. We really do believe that all of this works better when we're working on it together. So if you'd like to play along, we're just starting a Something Honest Facebook group to help you get more benefits, more discussion and interaction with other listeners and me. All of us working together on applying the principles. It's also a great way to share your experience with the challenge every week and find answers to any questions that you might have after the show. Every single person who joins the group will automatically be entered in this season's drawing. So this is just another one of the ways that you can play to win our brand new intention setting card deck and the principal intentions guidebook. You can find links in the description to join the group or connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. So many thanks to all of you for listening. Make sure you're set up to get notifications. I hope you're excited for the Truth Challenge episode. And don't forget to check out all three Truth episodes to start acknowledging what needs to change and to start living with even more authenticity in your everyday life. Check out our links in the description to find show notes on somethinghonest.com. Go to wellnessmeetings.com for more about the Wellness Meetings method. Something Honest is a Wellness Meetings production with original music composed and produced by James Marotic at Marotic Media. This is Marta Marotic sending out all the love and gratitude. Until next time, let's get to work on being well.